The following show contains spoilers for Apostle. Chris, put the sacrificial chainsaw down. We're doing a podcast. We could survive that. We could survive that. We could survive... Hello and welcome to We Could Survive That, your survival guide to the movies. I'm Jack, and today I'm joined by a blood-soaked man with a twig thingy on his head. It's Chris. That's my new occupation. Part-time podcast, part-time twig man. I serve chips at the local Frankie and Benny's. Is that hygienic? No, that's why I do it. <laughs> I was talking about you, not the chips, but I'm... Wow, that's rude. Because oh, of the blood. Clean blood. Is it clean? It's fresh from the pigs outside. Is it your blood? It was pig's blood? No, uh, pig's blood. Is it like a moisturiser? You get out of a soap dispenser type thing. So you drain the pig's blood, uh-huh. put it in a soap dispenser, yeah. and then rub it on yourself. I do have a life outside of this podcast. Right. Interesting. Would you like to see? No. <laughs> really rather not. Chris, today... <coughs> manly voice. Chris, today... Just stop. <laughs> today, Chris, we are talking about a new release that is available right now on Netflix. Apostle, directed by Gareth Evans. And if that name sounds familiar... The Raid. Uh, yeah, he's directed The Raid films and VHS 2 which is a horror film, so this isn't his first venturing into the genre. The spookiest genre of all spooky films. <laughs> I wouldn't call this a horror film, but go it's unsettling on. at parts. Unsettling, is it? Yeah. It was pretty tame. <laughs> Compared to what you... I have usually. seen worse. Yeah, I know. You only class it as a horror if every five minutes someone's being decapitated or being tortured. No, that's, that's, that's sore then. That's, you know, that's murder type stuff. But is that the norm for you? I mean, sometimes, yeah. Your version of horror is gore porn. <laughs> but uh, for most normal... I mean normal. I say normal, but I, horror's not really my genre. For a novice of the horror genre, <laughs> <laughs> this is a spooky film. Um, it stars Dan Stevenson, as Chris will famously know. He's a big fan of Downton Abbey. He loves it all. Uh, I know he puts on a show of being all blood and gore, but you like fancy period dramas where people drink tea with their pinkies out. You say that, and yes, I do like Poldark. <laughs> I don't, was I don't, not expecting that. Don't, I've never seen Downton Abbey, but I, I've watched the first two seasons of Poldark, but I am behind on that, but I enjoyed that. Okay, is it the wheat sheafing? You know, oh, yeah, yeah. What's I don't his know name? enough about Poldark. Is it Adrian Turner? Is he the dwarf from yeah, The yeah. Hobbit. I mean, you have him topless, he's got a scythe. There's a gun jewel in there. Somebody dies. There's a thing they're going to get hung for stealing. It's, it's got all sorts in there. It's got its ups and downs. And I drink it. I drink it. You drink I watch, it in, man. I watch it while drinking wine. <laughs> Pinky's out? No, of course not. Don't be ridiculous. Oh, well, then you're not getting the full experience. The full experience. I'm sorry. <laughs> Paul Dark aside, this took a turn. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Apostle. <laughs> it's a Welsh movie. Dan Stevenson, he plays Thomas. He's sort of estranged from his wealthy father, but he's drawn back in when his sister is kidnapped by a strange cult that live on an island, led by Michael Sheen, who is a pretty good actor. Very good. He plays uh, Prophet Malcolm, and he leads this cult on this island. Thomas's job is to go into the cult, go onto the island and retrieve his sister and get the hell out of there because there's some freaky shit going on on that island. Now, Chris, this is a new film. I would like to review it, but I would rather we go through it and talk about the bits individually and survivally stuff. Is that okay? Whatever you say. I'm good to go 
Either way. Okay. I'm loose and limber. <laughs> I can see <laughs> you're doing the splits. <laughs> okay, Chris. Yeah. The film kicks off with Thomas getting this ransom note and he goes to the docks to procure a boat or get on the boat along with all the other cult people that are travelling to the island. He notices, because he's a cool guy, I mean, that's got nothing to do with it. He notices, because he's an observant guy, that his ticket is the only one with a red mark on it, a splodge. That's probably to indicate that he's the one with the ransom note. He quickly does a good old switcheroo with uh, another person, the invite gets on the boat the person that he swapped the invite with his luggage is marked with a cross uh, a chalk cross and thomas knows oh i (laughs) I narrowly escaped something (laughs) nasty there so they're on the boat it's a bit stormy the person that he um swapped with he's a bold slightly elderly chap because the cult is expecting the father not the brother to gauge the rescue not only on this boat are they ferrying new cultists and people there they're also ferrying livestock and supplies and stuff during the storm a lamb gets loose thomas manages to grab the lamb but uh the man that he swapped invitations with grabs the lamb chucks it into the ocean and goes it's what she would have willed yeah because it's going to fall out anyway also but the the lamb wouldn't have been on the boat if they weren't on the boat that's true but i think this is done so we'd um we don't feel so bad what happens to this man later on when uh he receives what should have been thomas's beating if you like while he's getting beaten up you know we're not like oh this is some poor old guys this is a lamb murderer (laughs) so i don't think i would have felt too bad either way because he is going to a weird cult island yeah, but he's going there for a peaceful life. And he can throw as many lambs as he wants into the ocean. Yes, and he can live just a peaceful existence. Leave the cult alone. <laughs> Whilst we've got this time, I have a flyer I want to speak about. Chris, nobody cares about your cult of sacred chainsaws. Well, the desert of a thousand <laughs> eyes calls you. <laughs> no eyes, thank you very much. Thomas gets onto the island. Uh, he sees the lamb killer taken away, and he goes to an indoctrination where he's shown about and given his room he's also given a jar like a, a loaf of bread a, yeah like a, a jam jar and some bread do you reckon that's tasty bread i reckon it's pretty plain and it looks stale so yes good bread <laughs> that's how you like it um he goes to his room he's he's sort of exploring and, and stuff like that cut back to the lamb killer we're introduced to the three co-founders of the island uh malcolm quinn and Frank. They were all stranded on the island. I think they were prisoners on a boat. Yeah, they, they escaped. They're interrogating the lamb killer, and they realise pretty quickly that from a search of his bags and stuff that this isn't the person with the ransom because he's, he's not got any money on him, and they realise that their guards have beaten him up for no reason. Malcolm's slightly perturbed by this because he realises that someone is on the island that shouldn't be there, and is probably skulking about doing all sorts yes mm. like looking and being Swiping rational through people's <laughs> windows and stuff yeah and so Quinn slits the lamb murderer's throat which is probably more merciful than what he did to the lamb I reckon the lamb survived I reckon the it lamb bonded drowned with a whale. terror it, it didn't bond with a whale it bonded it's with a whale now no. we have whale lamb no because this is I think this is set off the coast of it's Wales. the UK or uh, Wales yeah. yeah so there are no whales in Wales. <laughs> there should be whales in Wales, shouldn't there? There aren't whales in Wales. Maybe the red dragon rose from the ocean. No. <laughs> no, we have dragon lamb. No, we have a dead lamb and a dead man. Do you want to survive as a lamb killer? As a lamb killer? Yeah, I'll, get, I'll take a crack at it. 
I'm not. I'm not condoning lamb killing. <laughs> you know, just drowning random lambs for whatever. But I'll, I'll take a shot. They want to know what ransom money is. They must free me, and I will tell them where the ransom money is. But you don't. Yeah, but I'm lying, aren't I? That's yeah, why. but they probably wouldn't untie you. Well, they're going to have to if they want the ransom money. Or they could just keep beating you. I mean, they've searched everything that you've taken with you onto the island. Yeah, and I'll be like, ah, luckily though, I actually visited here five days earlier and you didn't see me and I've stowed the money somewhere on the island. I don't think they'd believe you. It's the best I've got, all right? <laughs> They're beating the shit out of me. Let me try. Okay, sell it to me. In your best acting, sell that lie to me. Money's on the island. No! <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Throat cut. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the best way is to not get captured. He gets off onto the dock <laughs> and is instantly surrounded by the religious guards, people and everything. Yeah, that true. Poor bugger. You'd also think that Malcolm... Uh, that literally the next day, Malcolm brings all of the newcomers uh, into his church and asks them to recite a passage from, I'm guessing, their version of the Bible. A heretic Bible. But does he do that? I mean, he probably doesn't get the opportunity to because he's been beaten up so oh you do mean the one they took the lamb murderer i reckon if malcolm had been there when they took him that would have happened but because malcolm wasn't there that quinn guy was in charge and he's a bit of a fucking nutcase anyway he is yes so um under his command they went straight to physical punching interrogation reciting some of the passages wouldn't have helped not in that situation no if malcolm was there because i mean when malcolm turns up he's like you can see on his face like what the fuck have you done why yeah why have you done this Although we'll get to Malcolm in a bit. I'm not sure he's so innocent in all of this. Leave poor Malcolm alone. He did nothing wrong. He commissioned the building of a brain-drilling machine. Yeah. Well, how says he brain surgery? <laughs> I Oh, fuck off, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Malcolm, he decided, as I said before, brings all of the newcomers into the church... And, uh, of course, Thomas is nervous because he's never read this Bible book. In fact, he sacrilege, he tore a page out of it to draw a little map of the island and where everybody's cabin is. And he's noticed that Malcolm's got a secret tunnel in his cabin. Ah, oh, the trapdoor, yes. Yeah, he wants to have a, have a look at that, but he might not get the chance because people are reading out passages from this book. Thomas has no idea what it is and he's never read it so he gets a knife ready but fortunately for him the guy immediately before him has no idea about the passage either because it turns out he's an assassin sent by the king of wales probably (laughs) or just the king (laughs) (laughs) and he goes for malcolm thomas seeing an opportunity though delays the knife blow that would kill malcolm the assassin slashes thomas across the chest thomas goes down but the assassin is immediately speared by like five guys that was a good scene (laughs) and he's just left standing there pointing the knife and then dropping it and dying and malcolm's like holy shit that guy nearly killed me thomas you're a cool dude bind his wounds we'll be friends and stuff we'll have a pint cut his hand and like mixed his blood with thomas's in when they were like yeah that's a bit weird i mean thomas wouldn't have got any infection from that because his cut was obviously in his shoulder but you know thomas looked like a bit of a drug addict he's got some sort of drug he keeps taking yeah i I don't know whether that's an opium or a painkiller or something because thomas has had a troubled past he was a missionary yes who tried to take christianity to peking and they did not like that and uh they branded him and everything yeah killed all of his fellow uh missioners yeah missionaries i don't know <laughs> um yeah wasn't so, very good basically it all went a no, bit no he's, he's he's been through the ringer he's had his 
faith kind of crushed because nobody likes to be branded. No, no. Even in the cult of sacred chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> Bleeding is a big part of this religion because, um, yeah, Malcolm cuts himself and goes, oh, you bleed for me, brother, I'll bleed for you. And then they have to make sacrifices of blood. That's what the little jars were for. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is in an era where people aren't aware of, like, sterilizing knives and stuff like that i mean people are going to get infections and stuff like that yeah they probably do don't they uh, the lifespan in this cult probably isn't great no. and, and do they do but that every night because i don't think it's every night no because that's going to be a lot of blood that, that is yeah i don't think it's every night it's probably once a week probably too frequent well tough you want to be in the you want <laughs> to be in the cult you gotta bleed <laughs> no no way do i want to yeah, be they, in this cult they cut themselves every night they fill up the jars and um in the quarters where thomas is staying the new then for the new people they leave the jars of blood outside and now thomas cuts his finger on a um on a key doesn't key, he yeah. yeah that's a badly designed key i think it's designed like that on purpose so you can got something to cut yourself with Ooh. And um, some of his blood drops on the floorboards and drips through the cracks. And we see some weird-ass-looking woman underneath, hungrily gulping out this blood. Yes. And when I saw that, I was like, it's not just a psychological thing. There is some actual mystical, magical S- stuff going on. Supernatural shenanigans yeah. afoot. Now, I didn't particularly find the supernatural stuff as interesting as the more I'm on an island and I'm going crazy because of a cult. That That stuff was more interesting to me rather than spooky ghost ladies because he blended two different genres together he did he, he did. put them in a, a meat grinder and produced a possel yes it's a long film it's two hours is that too and long for minutes. a horror if it was just a straight up horror then yeah sort of thing and also if it was a straight up sort of slasher type cult thing then maybe but the two together no it's fine it's, it's fine a, it's yeah. a good length I mean you need the build up of suspense and i quite like that i like the investigating uh what's going on on the island and yeah. that builds up tension because thomas is playing a game of cat and mouse because he he does one night he gets the help from uh jeremy who's a boy on the island and um they break into malcolm's super secret tunnel and i, li- I like that sort of cat and mouse game of them trying to catch who at first shouldn't be on the island and then them trying to catch thomas and stop him from finding out what's going on and yeah it kind of descends more from not getting the ransom and more about just stopping thomas messing stuff up and finding out that they've got a spooky ghost lady <laughs> tied up in a shed somewhere because at this point where thomas and jeremy he gets the help of jeremy because whilst one night thomas is out sneaking around so is jeremy because he's having an affair with theon i believe her name is quinn's daughter yeah yeah the daughter of one of the founders jeremy's also the son of frank one of the yeah. other founders thomas is basically like well you help me I'm not going to say anything about your dodgy affair at night. Yeah, with the angriest man on the island. Yeah, her dad is a psycho. Are you sure? He's Yeah. He, do, do you recognise him? Quinn? No. He is the very angry captain of the uh, Dreadnought in The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah. Okay, now I want to that. Oh. No. <laughs> he's very good in that, and he's very good in this. He plays an angry man very well. He does. That's all he plays. Yeah. <laughs> he's just very angry. But uh, Jeremy is discovered by Frank. Frank tells him to bugger off quickly so he's not implicated in Thomas's uh, goings-on. Frank goes down into the tunnel to flush out Thomas whilst Malcolm is at the exit of the tunnel waiting for Jeremy to pop up. Thomas, sorry, to pop up. 
out of the tunnel and then he's going to shoot him or capture him or something and yeah. ask him where's the ransom and stuff like that Thomas though he sees the light well, he, hears, he hears a move does he? the horse neighs so he spins around so he hears all the twigs sort of crunching because Malcolm can see his light ah, yeah. and Thomas is like oh there's somebody up there and then um, I think that's when he then realises because he sees the lights on some coming behind him, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, so he sneaks off into a little antechamber tunnel filled with blood. With blood and guts sort of flowing through, isn't there? Yeah, and a dead chicken. A dead chicken, or which a then... a rat or something, whatever it was. I think it was a turkey. Oh. <laughs> and then sets off... Um, it flaps a lot, drowns, and then we get some creepy-ass woman comes out of the thing. This woman was spotted earlier in the film when Thomas first arrives. They're having like um, a ceremony in the church is when we first see Malcolm. And the woman is seen walking past the window. Just the lady under the floorboards yeah. drinking up the blood. Malcolm notices her, as he should, because apparently she reveals herself to him. But she does to Thomas as well. Malcolm's oh. suspicious. He's like, why is this deity, this island goddess, revealing herself to this nobody? Whereas I am the prophet type thing. Yeah, so Thomas escapes the spooky old lady and... Malcolm and Franken finds himself in another chamber which is full of cave paintings. Yeah, which sort of suggests that there's been people on this island before the cult that have had dealings with this lady. Spooky lady. Lady as well, yeah. And it shows if you tie her up and feed her blood, something will happen. Which is what they do. Yeah. I mean, bad things start to happen because the cult... Uh, the reason I think they need the money is to buy more food and stuff because the crops that they've been growing have been failing and dying and any newborn lambs and stuff on the island are all deformed hideously and stuff, deformed. And they, and they die anyway. Yeah, I think that plays in a bit later on when Quinn finds out that his daughter's pregnant and he thinks that, oh no, she's going to give birth to a baby that's been tainted by the island. We'll come on to that in, a, in just a second because Thomas... Examining the cave paintings, he's found by Malcolm's daughter, um, Andrea, uh, who knows where the cave is, and uh, she treats some of the wounds that he's picked up from uh, being in a spooky ghost blood tunnel and gives him some new clothes. Whilst this is happening, Frank has decided that he's had enough of the island. He's going to take his son, Jeremy, and go. Malcolm tries to talk him out of it. They're by the docks. However, they've left Quinn the madman unattended uh he's been spying on his daughter and he's found out that she's pregnant he is not happy no um, I, I had a feeling when he found out he was going to react badly to it did you expect that he'd kill his daughter i expected that he was going to perhaps try and force a miscarriage or something when he pulled the knife out i was like this is going to go really bad yeah it, it, yeah it does we cut back to jeremy who comes back and sees that she's dead sees quinn there and uh, he's spouting some rubbish and uh, Jeremy goes for a knife tries to kill Quinn he almost does it but Quinn manages to scramble out of the wooden shack and points the finger of blame at uh, his daughter's murderer Jeremy and the cult go full cult full cult murderers <laughs> yeah they yeah. they chase him down don't they he, does, he runs through these fields where Andrea and Thomas are he goes to them for help but five guards are hot on his heels and they, they grab him. him take him back to the village andrea and thomas f- follow them back despite the fact that thomas is a wanted man in the village he's also captured because he walks straight into <laughs> yeah, the village it, before we go on to the uh the brain drill oh yeah bit, chris which is quite frankly the reason we're all here yeah oh yeah <laughs> the argument in the wooden cabin between Quinton Jeremy and Quinton his, his daughter surely that would be able to be heard there are people just milling about in the street we're in a shed not a spooky cult shed it should be though but a, a regular shed but 
if you were having an argument with someone in here, I could probably hear you. You have the devil baby in your womb. I could probably hear that and go, hmm, something's not right there. And then I'd probably be able to hear someone getting murdered. The thing is, Quinn strikes me as the guy who shouts in a lot. <laughs> and uh, it's probably... You, you walk, don't have the devil baby. You walk past the Quinn's household, you hear shouting, you're like, oh, Quinn, <laughs> this guy's another day. And he's one of the founders, isn't he? And quite frankly, the... Scariest. Yeah, they're a bit unnerved by him, aren't they? They respect Malcolm and all this lot. They fear They fear Quinn. Quinn, yeah. They don't want nothing to do him. So they hear the shouting and stuff. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, his daughter's done something again. He's probably setting her straight, all this lot. Setting her straight. Well, that's what they think, isn't it? Think They're so. shitting themselves. <laughs> Pretty much. If he looks out the window and sees them looking at his cabin, what are you doing? You have the devil's ass! <laughs> but... They're too scared to intervene with Quinn, basically. Yeah, especially when they go full cult and they're wearing, let's face it... Black KKK outfits. Yeah, the tall hats and and stuff. Very reminiscent of the clan. And, uh, yeah, the brain drilling machine. They bring that out. Usually this is only reserved. Malcolm is only allowed to call on the brain drilling machine, but... It's not the brain drilling. It's to purify the evil. What does it do? Purifies their brains by turning it to pulp drilling a brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a pulp machine. I'm guessing Malcolm has called for this before. Yes. But he's the only one that calls for it, because I mean if it was Quinn in charge of it. Every, it'd be calling it every five <laughs> minutes, yeah. All the time. Yeah, this cult, this is like, no. <laughs> well, I mean, for the cult, Quinn just likes it because even says to Jeremy, doesn't he, when he has him trapped there, he's like, I wanted this, whispering to him. So he's demented. But to the rest of the cult, they actually do view this as like a, a way to purify. How often is it used, though? I don't reckon it's used that much. But they've, really they've, got, they've got it down to bring it out and get changed into the full garb pretty quickly. Yeah, they probably have drills, don't they? I'm just trying to figure out why Malcolm, who isn't murderous... But he is quite fanatical. And why he has this machine. Yeah. And it's their version of, like, the crucifix, isn't it? Uh. And then, because once they, they've drilled into the brain, they put those sort of petals in, don't they? Jeremy's strapped down. Not strapped down, he's clamped. His head sort of gets a bit crushed at this point, doesn't he? Because you, you see from... You get a point of view shot from his eyes and there's a bit of blood clouding his vision type thing. And then the drill is comprised of two parts. One is what you'd expect, a traditional drill. And then further back... It's a bigger circular drill bit, so it the, the drill, yeah, the <laughs> the pulper, yeah, that's a good name. Okay, Chris. Yeah, we've been in tight situations before. Uh huh. We've been through a lot in in these past 191 episodes, and this being 192. How do you slip your way out of the brain drilling machine? Well, you didn't get caught by the guards in the first place. Irrelevant. We're in it. Doesn't matter how we got in it. But my plan went all the way back to the cabin when you confronted Quinn. True. I mean, you'd just go... You go, holy shit, run back outside yeah, and be like, go, Quinn's killed her. He's covered in blood. <laughs> someone's killed Quinn's daughter. Whoever walks out of there obviously did it. Quinn walks out. Brain in, drill him! Covered in blood, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, most of Jeremy's blood comes from the fight with Quinn. He's bloodless when he goes in, so he yeah. probably should have just gone, hey, there's no blood on me. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have done anything like that. And also, Andrea would have backed up and told the, the townspeople, saying, you know, oh, he loved Theon. He would have never done anything like this. Exactly. Quinn's yeah. an absolute nutter. Yeah, he is. But uh, that caveat aside, which is obviously the right way of doing things. Mm-hmm. We're in the machine. We're strapped in. It's too late, Chris. We're, we're in. How do we wriggle out? I mean, naturally, you're quite a slippery... Slippery kind of fella. Slippery individual. So do you reckon you'd be able to 
not sweat enough to sort of get out of the bindings. Yeah. I mean, sweating, you're in a tricky situation, so that would cause you to perspire quite a lot. Uh, would it be enough? I reckon maybe for like the hands and feet, but not the head. Um, as soon as you get a bit out, you're going to have the religious guard or whatever they are. Those guys are just going to be straight back on you, holding you down. Your two best also, bets. Sorry, it's Twig Man there. He is, isn't Twig he? Man. He's, he's in the background waiting to take the body. I've got some questions about Twig Man, but continue. Okay. Your two best bet. Thomas, don't get caught and do some sort of stealthy yeah. thing and help me escape. And Thomas is there, but he gets hung up by the guards and their spears, so yeah. he's not much use. Really, he's not trying, though, Thomas, is he? Because he gets out of that pretty easily afterwards. He's um, The guards are distracted, and also, secretly, I think he wants to see the brain drill machine. Yeah, he's, he's, sort of, he's captivated. He's like, I should help him, but I want to. <laughs> I, I just need to see this. Your other bet would probably... How often do you get the chance to see someone have their brain filled out? <laughs> and on a remote Welsh island yeah, as well. with Michael Sheen. <laughs> I think the other bet would perhaps try and delay it for as long as possible until Frank arrives. Because Frank arrives not long after it's completed. Yes. If Frank had been there before, he would have perhaps been able to, to save him. Yeah, Frank would have would have stopped that shit before it got going. So I think if you wiggled about a bit... Uh, how sturdy do you think it, the brain drill machine is? Do you reckon you'd be able to like tip it over if you swayed enough? I mean, Jeremy probably doesn't have the mass to do to, it. Yeah. No. Although I did notice when they were building it, they were putting their legs down and laying a table. That one of the legs was down on a stone, oh, you know, right. on a flat ground, so it was unsteady. Yeah, it looks steady afterwards. Though maybe if Thomas lunged forward and just hits a table, and knocks a table down. Yeah, or kick one of the legs out from yeah, under it. The, the table collapses, the force suddenly frees one of your hands, you can unscrew your head, there's going to be a big commotion going on. I mean, the delay in them having to reset the table might be Would be enough for Frank to turn up. There's yeah. a third option. Pray to the goddess <laughs> under the island, smite him with a flower. We've seen prayer try to be weaponized in this film when Thomas is branded. That didn't work particularly... Well, I suppose it did, because he didn't get burnt or anything, or killed... So he just got branded. He just got branded, which is better than having your brain drilled, isn't it? This is one of the questions I was going to ask about Twig Man. Because mm-hmm. Twig Man, he's covered in blood. He's yeah. got a head full of twigs wrapped around his head. He's basically the guard for the goddess of the island. He's called the Grinder. Yeah. A f- fitting name. Mm-hmm. Do the people on the island, do they ever meet? the goddess i'm guessing no they just take it at face value or they see the grinder don't they because he's there but they don't what the fuck is going through their minds when they see this monstrosity that's plucked straight out of a resident evil game wandering around well it's just a man isn't it covered in blood twigs and he's just grunting and going bleh yeah who is he i don't where did he come from i don't think what is his purpose I'm so confused. Is he supernatural? No. Or is he just a madman? No, he's a normal person. He's, he's not supernatural <laughs> in any way at all. He's probably got some sort of psychological issues. Probably one of the first cultists that turned up there. I oh, know they took him to the goddess and he was just like infatuated by her immediately and he was like, yes. I need to feed this my lady goal some in blood. Life, my goal in life is to protect her and nourish her. That's it. He's not supernatural in the slightest. And neither is she. I have a theory in all of this, so we'll discuss this later. I mean, he's freaky. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a complete psycho. I mean, psycho. Jeremy, maybe you go when you're on the brain drilling machine. Is anyone seeing the guy covered in blood with a twig head? I know he's lurking. I can hear him <laughs> grunting. Can Where hear is him? he? 
Did we not think to question the goodness of this cult when we saw the blood-soaked twig man? Well, this is why you just believe He's Malcolm... He's called the Grinder! This is why you believe Malcolm the Prophet. We can get out of the, the drill brain machine by tipping the table. Or if you get one of your hands free, maybe you can screw the drill the other way or something like that. Yeah. Punch Quinn in the dick or something. Like oh, that. yeah. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Delay it enough for Frank to turn up and be like, what the hell are you doing this for my son? Yeah. All stuff like this. I mean, Frank does turn up, but... A little too late once the brain drilling machine has done its noble so, <laughs> work. It's a long walk from those docks up into where that village is. They have to climb up like a huge hill and back down the other side. Yeah. Frank and Malcolm show up. Malcolm is offered the chance to kill Thomas. Frank shows up, goes, what the fuck, man? Fires his gun. He runs off into the woods to go and see the, the goddess. Uh, Thomas manages to escape, stabs a, one of the guards through the face with the spear. That was good. And he runs off after Frank. Frank is firing at Thomas for some reason. I don't know whether he's just panicking. Yeah, he is. But they manage to make it to the shack where there's another gunshot. Thomas takes cover behind one of the doors, but Frank comes out. He's been shot by the twig man and he falls down dead. Twig man comes out. Thomas manages to sneak around the back into the uh, shack he sees the goddess. He also sees his sister tied up in a sack. He releases his sister, but Twigman knocks him out. Quinn takes his sister, and next thing we know, Thomas wakes up. He, he's in the grinder. But just before that, Quinn arrives at the shack, followed by Malcolm. And then Quinn turns on Malcolm. Quinn is saying, Malcolm's a false prophet. He shouldn't be getting the praise. I should. I'm the one that caught the goddess and set up this thing. With a big net. With a big net, and I sorted this all out. He shoots Malcolm in the shoulder. Malcolm falls down the trap door. I think he believes him to be dead. Yeah, because Malcolm, he's got a limp and, and stuff like that. And I think the, the fall is... Significant, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not lethal, but if you land On the your, wrong way, yeah, you're, you're dead. Screwed. And Quinn just assumes that he's he's dead. So he That's leaves right. him there, takes Thomas's sister, uh, Jennifer, and then leaves the grinder to do... To grind. To, to grind, yes. Now, this was an interesting scene. Did this satiate your bloodlust? The grinding thing and the the head drill? Well, all of it was pretty good. Were they your favourite bits of the film? I was content with it. Not my favourite bits. Would you have wanted to see someone go headfirst into the grinder? Well, I was wondering how he was going to get out of there. <laughs> Is he going to get out before his fingers get munched? And I was like, Ooh, no. something's going to happen just before his fingers hit it. And his fingers started going, and I was like... Ooh, interesting. <laughs> but he's been pulled across this table, isn't he, with um, hooks in his hands. So it's graphic because the hooks are through his hands and then there's a wire attached to his sort of calf muscles. So he can't really move without ripping the skin off his hands and his legs. But when his hand goes into the grinder, the hooks unhook because he's got no fingers. <laughs> so uh, they come undone and he manages to have a tussle with uh, the, the grinder. Yeah. And uh, he manages to get the better of the grinder when he sticks a hook in his face and then drops a weight that rips off, I think, the grinder's cheek or neck or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it pulls all the hooks out very quickly, doesn't it? Yeah. So not supernatural, Chris. Super spooky, not but natural. I told you it wasn't supernatural. No. How would you fare in a fight with... <laughs> I don't, with the, the grinder doesn't look that strong. He's a very skinny man, and I think it's mainly due to Thomas's injuries, why he struggles so much. But he's quite slippery, all that blood. Or is it dried blood? I think it's dried with slippery laid on top. Okay. I get a feeling this guy does not wash. Thomas manages to escape. Uh, he uh, sets the, the goddess free by burning her in her little tree First she sort of sticks her fingers into his head and gives him like a flashback, if you like, of how... Yeah, I mean, there are roots and stuff coming her. out of... Yeah. Uh, hands uh so 
that I think that's the way of communicating. And then Thomas does the deed, buggers off. Most of the village goes up on fire now. Quinn, he's got um, Andrea, Malcolm's daughter, and he's got Thomas's sister, Jennifer, tied up. And he's going, I know what to feed the gods. I'm going to feed them babies. And yes, ah, we get all the crops and we have many lambs and we can have corn on the cob and all sorts of it's yum 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 great. that is fucked up <laughs> that is um a bit distasteful yeah fortunately though quinn goes to walk out of where he's keeping them and thomas sneaks up stabs him right in the chest uh, a tussle ensues the ladies manage to get themselves free of the chain wrap up quinn's neck and then they pull him one way Thomas has the knife, drags it down, and they manage to cut uh, Quinn and kill him from top to toe. He probably deserved it. Yeah, I'm not surviving it. (laughs) No, I don't want to either. He's a madman. The whole town is on fire. Everyone's fleeing to the boats to get off the island. However, Quinn managed to stab Thomas a couple of times in the side, so he's not going to be able to make it. He tells Jennifer and Andrea to go on without him. They do. They get on the boat. They manage to make it to safety. Malcolm recovers wanders over to thomas there's a brief smile i don't think malcolm the man that commissioned the brain drilling machine really does deserve redemption he doesn't really do anything to get redemption i mean he's like concerned and he doesn't kill thomas yeah and he like condemns quinn but there's no act that really undoes all of the brain drilling that he's done well, he's not probably not done any brain drilling per se. Perhaps he's he never even used a it. Brain drilling Perhaps machine. he's never even used it. This moment was wasn't well a big enough payoff for me. And uh, yeah, then Thomas, last shot of the film, he dies. But then some of the roots and stuff come up, go into his head, and now he's the ghost yeah. of the island or the god of the island. Yeah. And Malcolm's probably going to be oh. the new Twig Man. I'd say he's going to worship him, but okay, he can be Twiggy. <laughs> but yeah, this is why I was thinking this this woman they've got captured isn't a goddess of the island or this lot. Probably someone who washed up on that island from a shipwreck years ago. Whatever happened is happening to Thomas happened to her sort of thing. Yeah, probably just a vessel for yeah, it's the, the god. Yeah, it's the island is the supernatural thing, not the person. Yeah. Overall though, Chris, I quite enjoyed this from the trailer i was slightly worried it was going to be just gore porn various torture machines and stuff but there were only two uh, yeah was two enough for you i know you've got more of a bloodlust than me. no no that was fine I, I i quite liked it i like the whole cinematography of everything the supernatural stuff i could have done without but it's there for story at least malcolm purposes. isn't crazy no yeah malcolm Malcolm's he's, he's sane for a cult man he's got well he's got a cult built around this goddess and everyone's like oh yeah here we go oh shit the goddess is real yeah although he does try to feed it blood that's probably well, not apparently that's what he eats but she's trying to resist it yeah it's like a drug to her she doesn't want it but then when it's dribbled into her mouth she, just, she can't help she but have it she laps yeah. it up yeah watch or don't watch Chris oh no definitely watch I'd say watch it I'm, it's not my bag but um, for what it was I, I, I quite liked it yeah uh, so give it a watch if it's your jam uh, next week Chris mm-hmm. we will be back for another episode of this prestigious podcast Chris how do people get in contact with us uh, well, they can me e- and you me and you you and I friends no BFFs <laughs> oh they can email Bros. for fuck's sake you I'll good? stop now you yeah. Good? Yeah. dudes I lied <laughs> You can email the show at wecouldsurvive.gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at wecouldsurvive. And if you're listening to this episode now, there should be somewhere you can leave a comment or a review. Yeah, something like that. Tell us what you think. 
we doing a good job? Are we doing a bad job? But no negative criticism. I can't take it. I, I want only positive stuff. <laughs> That's what Chris feeds on. Not blood. Positive Positivity, energy. Yes. Which is strange because you're such a miserable man. How? <laughs> uh, next week, Halloween 2 from 84, 3. It's from the 80s. We're doing it! But thank you everybody for listening to We Could Survive That, your weekly survivor guide to Welsh cult. We're going to see you all next week for Halloween Part 2, the original. But until then, keep on surviving and stay off the island. <laughs>